Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we reach and huddle, recline and anchor. Here we shake and quiver amongst the panelled walls and emerald tiles. Here is silence, desire, bursting smiles of foam and frenzy. Laughter hits the light, a glance, a glass, the piano plays. In the moon underwater. Welcome, welcome to thee. Grab yourself a seat and pour yourself a pint. Welcome to the the what? The you and the. Oh, I see. You are being old fashioned. Yeah, the you and the moon underwater. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, did you notice anything in the air on your way in? Mist, fog. Well, maybe you weren't there in time to catch the scent of the seven hops winds oh you're so much more imaginative than me <laughs> well i didn't have to imagine anything because it was just to oh, the yeah. old nose it was there you're like william blake you didn't you didn't how you know you 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 were um what's the what, what's the word it doesn't matter you're just like william blake oh great you have visions but they're real visions yeah because it was sort of inner visions but inner visions you can smell um, because sometimes when the wind of the seven hops sweeps through the correct realm, yes, if you've got a very highly tuned nose, you can pick out the individual hops. Oh yeah, yeah. I could only get two or three. Um, I could get uh, Mandarina Bavaria. Obviously, that's just your basic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. And also a Strissel Spalt. Nice. It's kind of like a word search, but for smells. Yes, it's that's exactly what it is. Um, but I think the wind was making a little bit of a fuss this evening. Oh, yeah? Because of a very special guest who I have no doubt could identify all seven hops in the hop wind hops. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why there were so many scents in the atmosphere. Lovely. And if I'm not mistaken, here she is appearing at the door, her very sen. Uh, we welcome into the moon underwater, Jager Wise. Hello, Jager. Hello. <laughs> did you did you sense 
sense any more of the hops than the um, the ones that I said then? Oh, uh, every single day, I suppose, is the answer to that question. <laughs> right. OK. So it was a bit of a busman's holiday for your nose. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It smells like work. <laughs> well, welcome to the Moon Underwater. Please grab yourself a seat of your choice. Um, absolutely anything you desire is available from the bar. All, always, always at the bar. Always at the bar. That's my seat of choice. Always at the bar. Always at the bar. I like to go to the pub and make a friend. Do you? Mm. And do you feel that the the bar is sort of where you go if you want to start conversations, whereas nooks and tables are where you want to go to have conversations. Yeah, I think so. I think so. My favourite kind of pubs are those where you can make a friend with the person who sat next to you and the person behind the bar. Yes. Mm. that That's my favourite. But sort of not to get trapped with them once the conversation has reached its, you know, natural end. <laughs> Yeah, I I do always have a natural out, which is oh, I just need the toilet. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, Jager, you if I were to go through all the strings to your bow, we'd have so many archers in the moon underwater that we <laughs> wouldn't have any space. You you won best beer broadcaster, brewer of the year. You were a chemical engineer. You're an author, a beer author, and campaigner. I, where where do we start with your life in life in pints? <laughs> Should we start with the chemistry? Oh, uh, when you list it out like that, it does sound like a lot. <laughs> well, you studied chemical engineering. Yes, yes. So, is your sort of was your way into beer a sort of a chemist's understanding of the process? Is that what drew it to you, or was it a completely different introduction to the? the brewing industry honestly it was completely accidental when i was studying engineering i had no thought in my mind that i was ever going to be a brewer didn't even cross my mind it's just something that that later on you know when you're building the building blocks for a career that you don't realize you're building Mm. (laughs) so that's really what happened i even worked for a good uh, for over a year in uh, water treatment as well so even that as well, you don't realise all the foundations you're building and you just don't realise. And it was, it was only until a couple of my friends who I used to go to pubs with and beer festivals with and stuff, and they were taking it seriously, they were going to start a brewery. And I was like, you know what, I'll help out. And then I never left, really. So you're saying every every pint I drink and every pub I go to is a building block towards my eventual career. <laughs> you know what? It helps, though. Yeah. It helps. So it's one of those things like just training your palate and just going and drinking as much as possible. So all those pints that you have, it does get put to, to good use. Yes. Oh, that's a nice thought. <laughs> You've also... So you work... Um, you're you head your head brewer, aren't you? Yes. At Wildcard. Correct. Um, and that their bottles will be familiar. I've you've actually I've seen them in Tesco's at times and in booths. 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 The sort of the northern Tesco. <laughs> I definitely saw oh. them in a little mini booths oh, in Manchester. Maybe. And they've got the the cards on the front. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's actually been a really interesting, um, a really interesting couple of years actually. Um, and these days, you can find our beer on our website, or you can come in in the tap rooms in East London. Um, 
yeah, you can find it out and about. So alongside brewing, you've also campaigned for more inclusion in the beer industry for women, people from diverse backgrounds, people with disabilities. In the time you've been in the industry, what problems did you run into and how much have they changed? There's been a huge amount of change in in the beer industry uh, over the decade that I've been in it. And you can really see it with the amount of, of women who are coming through the ranks. Because um, what we're really looking for is we're looking for more female head brewers, more female business owners. But this is not something that's just... Uh, it's not something that's just in beer. This is something that affects women all across society. Um, there, there is a glass ceiling. Um, it's not just in beer is is the answer to the question. I mean, in terms of things I've experienced, I mean, in any in any male-dominated industry, I mean, I came from an engineering background, so that was always pretty lonely, to be honest. And in in beer, you had that plus alcohol, <laughs> so it's been a so I've I've had my incidents. I'm sure I'm I'm sure most women who work in the beer industry could tell you a long list of their incidents. But um, I think that the the change and and the positive effort from the beer industry generally um, has been has been quite rapid and quite swift. And there seems to be a real want um, to improve and a real want to to change. So I think I think things are definitely on the up. Because we spoke to Abigail Newton and also to Emma Inch, and we've spoken to a number of women in the in the sort of alcohol industry. And what I, I got from those conversations was often some of the barriers are so immediate, e.g. walking into a pub and seeing a really sexist name for a beer. So you're like your, your first point of contact with the product can be one that actually says oh, this product's not for you, or this product is a joke at your expense, or something in poor taste. Do you think now that the brewing scene and also the the going to the pub scene, is there are slightly fewer barriers there uh, for women to, to, to sort of feel they're a part of that world. Yeah, because we got it banned. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that that was this. This is not be. This has not come easily. It's not been. Um, it, it's been hard fought for. So, like in in the UK, if you put sexist branding on your beer, your cider, your wine, now you are literally not allowed to do it because the Portman Group, who are basically alcohol police, they can pull your product from the shelves, and that was not the case a couple of years ago. And and that changed to the rule book. So rather than us saying, oh, I don't like this one particular brand, we went after the rule book to try and 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 um, and, and, and get the rules changed. So now across the UK, that's something that you can't physically do anymore. Um, and and if you do see that on a um, on, on a product of alcohol, you can make a complaint to the Portman Group. And an independent panel will will ha- will have a look at it and make and make a decision. So, um, but it's certainly not something that, that that's come easily, um, and it's been a huge amount of work in order to to make that change. Well, let's start to talk about the more positive side of the industry, of which there are many. You're uh, a sommelier, a beer sommelier. You're also uh, a brewer. I wondered because we don't often get to speak to experts. I've brought a beer that I've never tasted. <laughs> and I wondered if you could talk me through, as I 
taste it, how to taste a beer as opposed to just sort of quaffing one. So, Oh, yes. I went to my local brewery, which is Mad Squirrel, and they they have a sort of core range of five or six beers, but they also do loads of small batch stuff. So I have gone for, because I was on my way back from the gym, at the post-run Matweka. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, Matweka Pale Ale. So I'm guessing it's a single, yeah, it's a single hopped pale ale. And I got it because it was under 4%, whereas a lot of theirs are sort of in the 7 or 8 region. So I'm opening the can. <laughs> is it, firstly, is there anything I should do with the pouring or do I just get it in there? Um, yeah, so you don't want to just dump it in. You you, you want to angle it so you're, you keep your foam under control. You need a ni- ni- nice clean glass, I'm assuming. Oh, definitely. Always a clean glass. Yeah, this is clean as a whistle. You're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> okay, so... You want there to be a nice a, a nice head on top of there as well. So a good half inch. There you go. Mm. There we go. Typically with most of these beers, I'd probably leave the last, like, quarter of an inch in the can. Because there right. tends... Yeah, there, there tends to be, with, like, modern craft beer... A little bit of gunk in the bottom, mm. <laughs> which you don't typically want in your in, in your beer. But that's all right. That's all right. Like a bit of sediment, kind of. Or, yeah, usually, yeah. or may, or maybe a little bit of yeast, a little bit of hot matter. Okay, so what we're gonna do is first thing, I want you to get your glass and give it a swirl. Okay. I'm swirling. I'm swirling. <laughs> and then all you need to do is pass the glass underneath your nose. A light, take a light, short, short, sharp sniff. And I call it the drive-by. Oh, nice! It sounds like it sort of looks like I'm teasing myself that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let the glass come to my lips. That's exactly what what you want to do because you want to you want to smell some of those lighter, more delicate aromatics. So, what do you smell? Do you know? What? I want to say lime. Absolutely, lime. Absolutely. Go on. Um. Oh, no, don't smell it too much. Just okay. like a, a nice yes. waft is all we want. Yeah, a nice waft, right? <laughs> and then what we need to do is stick your hand <laughs> stick your hand over the glass. You've got to be careful the way you smell. There's many, many, many ways to smell something. Why could why, why is that? Can you wear out your nose or something? No. It's, it's, you know what? I'll show you with the next smell. So okay, stick your sure. hand over it. Stick your hand over it and then keep on swirling. Yeah. And then this time... I'd love to see you do this in a pub, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> What I want you to do is stick your nose in it and yeah. take a long, drawn-out, deep sniff and smell it like you've never smelled anything before in your life. Like, really heavy, heavy breathing. Ooh. And it should smell quite different, right? Yeah, I feel like that bit when Alan Partridge almost has a panic attack when he's smelling wine. <laughs> <laughs> this is what brings them on. <laughs> do you know what I'm getting now? It's it's honey. Mm. Absolutely, yes, huh. absolutely. So quite sweet. Yeah, well, it sort of smells like. Tell you what, it doesn't smell. It does smell a million miles from this, but not because I said lime. Is it a bit like a snowball? Oh, like a snowball. As in the the cocktail, which is um. Oh. I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you not, said that as a tasting note. I'm like, <laughs> not a ball of snow. That, that is a hard one, even for me. But um, but so you you've got machuca, which is a a New Zealand hop. So and they they're generally known for their their kind of very very unique flavors, uh, musky. Think 
Think lime, think rind, think coconut. Mm. Um, very, very unusual flavors come out of New Zealand. Um, some of the most fascinating flavors. Um, so I'm not surprised at all. Um, I was surprised by the snowball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a taste now. How should I be tasting it? Mouth traditionally. Yeah, with the mouth, first of all. <laughs> um, you want to take a nice sip. You want to make sure the tongue is fully coated and then you want to swallow. Down it, down it, down it. <laughs> Sorry, a big silly. We don't down it. In beer, it's really important. We swallow and we never, ever spit. Um, and the reason being is because bitterness is so important to what we do in in beer getting that balance right and you know at school when we were taught oh the bitterness is this part your tongue the sour is that part your tongue the um what have you sweetness is another part of your tongue that has now been proven to be a load of absolute nonsense but however we want the tongue to be fully coated so we can really truly experience the bitterness um and the aftertaste of the beer and, th- and that's it. It's quite a nice sensation to actually sort of f- feel the beer all around your tongue, like right at the back. So it's almost like it's sort of swimming in beer. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the official method of, of tasting beer. Mm. It's It's got a sort of slightly biscuity aftertaste. It's very pleasant. I'm a big fan of Mad Squirrel. I like them a lot. Mm. I wonder if there's perhaps less... Well, I wanted to ask you about this because it's something you mentioned in the Beer Masters TV show about the the difficulty of matching flavour with strength. Mm. And you said it's easier, it's something like it's easier to make a sort of a, a very drinkable, weaker pale ale, but it's more difficult to make them sort of the flavours stand out when you've got a lot of alcohol in the ale as well. And I wonder if this, I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions on any particular pale ale, but the weaker ones do all have quite similar-ish flavour profile. Is that because to get that sort of hazy, hoppy 38 to 4.2% or 4.5% beer, there's quite a standard easy way to do that. Whereas if you were going to do it at 6%, that might be much more tricky. Um, this, There are different tricks of the trade we all use. I'm sure lots of the tricks are going to be very similar. But the reality is when you have more more alcohol, it can generally hold more flavour, pretty much. When you are talking about lower ABVs, the, the, the amount of dry hop you physically add does tend to be less. Um, your bitterness has to be more balanced. Um, when you're talking about really, really high ABVs, um, in order to balance that alcohol, you have to dial everything up. You have to make sure your 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 bitterness is considerably higher in order to balance out that sweetness. You have to make sure your, um, your aroma is nice and heavy. Um, so it, it's just basically the higher the ABV, roughly... You just turn up the dial a bit. And then when you get into like the tipper land, so triple IPAs and that sort of stuff, the dial kind of goes a bit skew if and it's kind of off the scale, <laughs> to be honest. Right. The balance is so hard to get. So, so you, you have to seriously um, add a lot of bitterness to the beer. And you may not taste it as an end consumer, um, but, but in order for it to balance that boozy sweetness, um, or the last thing we would want in a beer is that kind of alcohol burny kind of flavour. You you have to really really get the balance right. 
Um, and it's hard. It's not easy. So it's hard, it's more challenging to create a really nice and powerful tasting lower ABV. Low ABV. Yeah. In my in in my opinion, absolutely, absolutely. So for you to create a two and a half percent beer or two percent beer that drinks like a four percent beer, we're talking about that being one of the most hard and most difficult areas of of brewing. What what you're really trying to do is to trick trick the consumer in a positive way, but there you're really playing with body. You're really playing with um with mouthfeel. Um, uh, and you need to really pay attention to your ingredients. You need to really pay, like, use lots of oats, flaked oats, malted oats, wheat. Um, you, you're really going to be playing with the residual sugar left over in the beer. Um, you, you need to be playing with water treatment. So these are the areas you need to play a little bit more with. That's one thing I found really interesting about um, the Beer Master program. In the first episode, the challenges. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's great. You, you, you present the this, this show with um, James Blunt, who seems like a very nice, extremely posh egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seems great. He's a good laugh. And in which brewers from all over Europe kind of uh, compete to, to, to make um, the, you know, the nicest beer. But the first challenge is one which is to have a really drinkable, uh, you know, everyday beer. And one of the teams create a beer which is a hybrid of a stout and a wheat beer. And I thought that was so interesting because I thought that says a lot about the way craft beer is going, that, that, that that's someone's idea of an everyday beer. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, um, it's, we had, we, we had a few interesting uh, beers on that challenge. So we had, um, and I know my colleague said, um, on the show, he said, um, it was Andrew from Camden Town Brewery and he said, oh, I don't know if you want to go dark. And I said, oh, I don't know if you want to go sour. Um, but it's really interesting. Different parts of the world have different um, beers that that they call easy drinking. So um, what what I'm looking for is like quaffability, and and that and that can cross style. Um, it's probably a bit of a stretch to have a um, to have a uh, uh, a wheat stout as easy drinking. But do you think the craft beer industry has a perhaps has a more um, adventurous palate? than most beer drinkers. I mean, I, I think we have to remember as producers that the most popular beer in the world is a lager. Mm. And um, also, as a brewer, one of the most difficult beer styles to make is a lager. And it's because it is so clean and there is nowhere to hide. And if you get it wrong, you can taste every nuance, every up and every down and every wrong direction you've taken. You can taste it instantly because it's so clean. Um, and it's really hard to make a beer that is not only clean, but also crisp, but also tasty. Like a lager is not allowed to be bland. It has to actually taste really good. Um, and that they say that a beer drinker's journey starts at a lager, then goes to an IPA, then will might go to sours, might go to imperial stouts and barley wines, um, may go to barrel-aged, gerses, what have you. And then it ends up back at a, a, a lager at the end because then you really realise um, this really is the pinnacle of brewing. I, I once had a 15% barley wine and I have to say, uh, Jacob, my, my journey is, did not stop there for long. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pop, 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 pop. We need to begin uh, to furnish your dream pub, and I can't wait to hear what choices you have. So let's start with your two draft options. Okay, so my two draft options. um, The first one, I could not have a pub without Castle Rock's Harvest Pale. So this is a beer uh, from Nottingham, which is my hometown where I'm from. A cast beer, it is... Around about 3.8%. So the kind of beer that you could have a real, real session on. Um, it won Beer of the Year, uh, Cameras Beer of the Year, uh, a number of years ago now, but that is the equivalent of winning the... It's like the Brewing Oscars. It's a it's a pretty, pretty big deal to, to, to win that prize at GBBF. And that's the overall Oscar, isn't it? Because they all, all the different types of beer win Oscars and they said, who's got the best Oscar? It's like the best of the best, right? Um, so this beer, I've just had so many amazing memories with it. It was one of the first beers I really, really loved. Um, and it's one of the first beers that really made me think, you know what? I really like beer rather than I just drink it with my mates in Tinnies on the Park. It was the first drink that made me go, you know what, I really like this. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's a beautiful beer. I, d- I don't know if anyone's ever tried it. Uh, we we both had it, actually, Rob, years ago in Bristol. And I can, rem- I can remember the pub sign, because I took a photo of it because the prices were so cheap. It was in Bedminster. <laughs> But the, I mean, we're talking ten years ago. It's got a very distinctive uh, pump clip that I think you will recognise. It's yellow with a uh, 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 image of of hops on the pump clip. It's three point eight percent, and I remember it being an absolute smasher. I do, however, bizarrely remember this. It was served too cold uh, in the place. <laughs> was that in the? Maybe that was the imp. I want to say no. It wasn't. It was before. It was before that even. Okay. Sure, how sure. many how many years ago was this? And you remember its temperature? <laughs> I reckon it was ten years ago. Wow! Because um, uh, we took a photo of the sign because it was like Stella was like 
three twenty a pint, and Carling was like three quid a pint. We just could not believe how cheap this pub was. Sorry, uh, my memory is so odd; it will remember nothing from the last <laughs> yeah. sort of six inc- months. Uh, uh, honestly, that is incredible. <laughs> that that is that yeah, is incredible. That's great. That's incredible. So my second beer, um, I'm also gonna. I'm going to say I'm going to say one of my own because I had a beer on Sunday this Sunday that's just gone that honestly it was one of the best beer experiences I've had and it was at my own pub so I have actually recently opened a pub myself actually so oh my um, god where so in Walthamstow um it's called the Tavern on the Hill and we took it over in April 2021, which was a great time to open a pub. As you can <laughs> um, so this was a, it was on Sunday, right? And my pub has just gone viral, which is really, really funny, on TikTok. Really? Um, honestly, on TikTok. It's just for the most crazy reason, right? So we, we, we've we got a Caribbean food vendor in um, and... Someone came to the pub, a, a TikTok superstar, and they just videoed the Caribbean Sunday roast. And they put it on TikTok and then it's just gone mental. Everything has gone insane. So, and, and when you, I didn't know this, but when you have, um, when you go viral, just like all the tweens and TikTokers just like descend on on your venue like a, like a cloud. And um, so... I went in on Sunday to, I just wanted to see the, um, the situation and I just got roped into to working. <laughs> so I just had to put on my like trainers and then just help. <laughs> so it was literally like an eight hour shift from hell. So just like waitressing. And then at the end I sat down and I was like, I want a pint. And I had a pint of our best bitter and it was genuinely one of the best things I've ever drunk in my life. Because, you know, you know that kind of moment that you're just like, <sighs> So this is the wild card best bitter. Best bitter in cask, which is a 4. 4.2% brown cask bitter. And just, it was, it was absolute heaven that day. Mm. Nothing like a well-earned pint, you know. Yeah, that's what it was, earned, well-earned. <laughs> So you've not gone for so far, obviously there's there's a lot to come, but you've not gone for anything sort of super out there flavour profile wise. Do you find that when you're sort of drinking experimental beers or having sort of tasting sessions that that once you once you come back from those, like you were talking about the beer journey, you do actually yearn for those quite classic flavours? Oh, I think it I think it really, really depends. So for me, and I completely understand fancy. Like I, I'm in a world I make fancy, like beers. I I'm very much in that world. When I'm in the pub, I like a pint of something local. That's my favourite thing to drink in the world. Is just wh- wherever I am, I want something that's locally made, and I want to drink it in a pint quantity. So I and I am the most like third girl in 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 the world. So I mean, I, I will drink thirds of this really expensive what have you however when I'm in the pub for me that's not the time for that if that makes sense I'm there with my friends and I want to drink five pints you know what I mean like that that (laughs) that 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 genuinely is my is my thinking I want to play darts I want to chit chat I want to talk rubbish I want to to talk to the bar person I just want to have a really good like chat with my mates um 
so yeah, w- which is really interesting because um, uh, we've obviously got, uh, uh, Wildcard has got two tap rooms as well. And I think the tap room experience is quite different to a pub experience. Mm, that for mm. me is the, is the, hmm, hmm, lovely. This is so, hmm, where were these raspberries grown? Hmm, on the South Downs. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That yeah. for me is, is, is more that environment. But, and I'm not saying net, n- that never the twain shall cross because they do obviously um i just love the pub and that's what i like to do in a pub if i'm being if i'm being really honest so what would your dream pub look like and to what extent have you been able to influence the tavern on the hill to to sort of get somewhere close to it (laughs) so it's been actually really interesting because the uh tavern was um when, when we got it it had carpet right and um it was it it was painted very unusual colors inside and it just needed a little bit of love so what we did was and some of the first things we did was just take up the carpet and just go back to original flooring um which was surprisingly a huge amount of work because when you have a building that's hundreds and hundreds of years old um if you if you think to pull up the carpet you don't know what on earth you're gonna find underneath and so we kind of took that risk we didn't really have much money um honestly in one part of the pub there was carpet lino a layer of concrete (laughs) underneath it then someone had nailed some some more lino and put nails every half inch on the wooden floor and when we pulled it up it was parquet flooring oh wow we pulled it all up underneath it but still someone still had to get on their hands and knees and pull up these nails that were every like half an inch so it it was kind of it it, it's kind of insane but in terms of um in terms of the decor of my dream pub i mean the thing i'm not really known for um, is my artistic skills <laughs> generally? So uh, I am. Um, I like to think I'm humble enough to let others do the uh, visual side of any um, of any venture that I do. Um, just because it's just not my it's not my wheelhouse. If that makes sense, mm. not my wheelhouse at all. <laughs> so you're going to delegate the the interior of your dream pub to someone else. Absolutely. I, I'm gonna okay. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I no no as in I will and I have. So um, um yeah, just as in I you know what I like? I like to say I like that at the end. Or I like that idea. But in terms of why I like it, I'm not sure. In terms of the thought process behind it, I'm not sure. But I'm like, yep, I like it. No, I don't like it. But it's just not my wheelhouse, which is a really interesting thing because, like, the brewery, Wildcard, it's just so, it's so, be- it has such beautiful artwork, like, insanely beautiful artwork. It's got a really good vibe to a lot of the um, design. It looks really sort of, it's cool without being quirky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and honest to God, it's my, they, I've got two colleagues, Will and Ellie, and they just have amazing taste. Is, is the way I describe it. It's something you, you can't, you can't buy that. Um, and they, like every single special we make, we use a different artist and um, 
and and they're all fantastic and it's because they have really really good taste so i would leave it to them i would and i have and i did (laughs) (laughs) i've got to say i'm I'm a fan of a carpet in a pub not all the time but just sometimes have have, have you ever worked in a pub yeah because honestly how do you clean that how do you clean that is the is the um is the question yeah and i'll tell you how you clean it because when we lifted up the carpet afterwards, when we saw like like decades and decades of, of just like spilt beer that's uh, fallen onto the carpet. I know it's wrong, but the heart wants what it wants sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like carpet in the bathroom. We all know better. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like um, a carpet in a pub is an alternative to mopping the floor because the floor itself is the mop. Yeah, but it does. It makes it a quieter pub because you're the the sound doesn't you know insulates against sound a little bit. Well, it makes it a quieter, smellier pub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say the smell. It's the smell. I can't go over the smell. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying all the time. I'm just saying some of the time. Well, you could you could cut out two little squares of carpet to put on the bottom of your shoes to walk around the pub in. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad used to take his own beer mats to the pub. Yeah, that's in- <laughs> really? that's insane. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but beer mats tended to kind of, like you don't see them. They're not as mandatory as they once were. Oh, why? You mean take them to a pub that didn't have them, as opposed to just he had a specific type he liked. Uh, take them to a pub that didn't have yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> uh, it's a funny one. So. Uh... I've never actually made beer, beer mats in terms of merch. Right. You know what it is? It's working in, in, in beer generally, especially over the last few years, it's really, really tough. Um, and b- beer mats just is something you can't sell, right? There's something you give away for free. Right. So yeah. when, when, when times are tough, like stuff like that tends to fall by the wayside. With much excitement, I can reveal that I have been able to navigate the contours of the pub time continuum, and, via a portal beneath the optics, I have managed to travel back in time to interface with my past self. Greetings, I am Robin from the future. Come to tell you of the amazing achievements that will come your way if you continue on the path of pub going. Oh, wow. Cool. You could sound a bit more excited, but okay. You'll be thrilled to know that you currently co host a podcast where famous guests come on to talk about their dream pubs. What's a podcast? It's like a radio show where people talk over each other on the internet. Sorry, are you still there? There might be a problem with the pub time continuum. No, no, I'm, I'm still here. So, are you, like, really rich? Well, it depends what you mean by rich. Well, I was about to apply for this really well-paid job, but if you think I should stay in the pub, then I'll get around it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to weigh these things up. No, no, if you think I should stay in the pub to be on a podcast, then that's what I'll do. Podcast. Whatever, man. Cheers. Cheers, I think. Mission... Mission successful. Mission achieved. Really good. Yeah. Happy with that. Well, let's move on to your bottles and or cans, Jager. What are we adding to Castle Rock Harvest Pale and Wildcard Best Bitter? We are having a beautiful cider, right? So uh, there's a a brilliant cidery in, um, in the west of the UK and... It's a, pl- a cidery called Ross and Y Cider. 
And it is their sparkling Perry, which is in 750 ml bottles. And it is absolutely divine. Um, now, Ross and Y are quite known for, um, in their orchard, there are some trees there, especially pear trees, where they have the only tree of that variety wow. like left in the world. And they will just make a perry just from that one tree. And um, if you want to know what this one particular type of pear, pear tastes like of the only tree in the world, um, you can you can go to Ross and Y and try it and find it and drink it. And they're a real mecca for drinks knowledge and for other cider makers because they've been doing it for so long and it's it just tastes it tastes amazing and i i know just how difficult it is to work with pears um pears are really hard um you don't necessarily get a crop from them every year so in order for them to make um like a sparkling perry to the the standard that they do i find nothing short of of just masterful i really do so we're looking we're looking at the Ross on Y Cider and Perry Company. Yes, yes. I have to say their their range looks superb. It's a good area though, Hereford for uh for for Cider and Perry. Yeah. And um and at the pub, I've actually I actually get some of their bag in a, in, in a box in the pub as well. Uh stuff and honestly, it's, it it really is like cider to um the highest standard so i'd highly highly recommend them hex ciders hereford as well isn't it i think is, is that right but we used to have that one in the adam and eve in bristol and it was just so good after a shift to you know not help yourself what's the word scrump <laughs> <laughs> yeah to the perry just absolutely fantastic you don't see perry on tap very often these days no you really don't you really don't um uh, oliver's make some really good perry as well um but just just i literally love it i i really love the um ross and wise stuff and um my second um i I, i'm gonna be um maybe a little bit contrite but i'm gonna say fizzy water a bottle of fizzy water nice honest to god recently in the last six months i have become obsessed with fizzy water (laughs) In a way that I never was before. I I never even liked it before. I would never ever choose it. And now, you know, you know when someone says still or sparkling, I'm like, mm, sparkling, darling. So, uh, and I don't want any old uh, sparkling water. I want like a San Pellegrino, you know, in the green bottle, fancy stuff. So that with some ice and some lemon or lime. Honestly, I'm all over it. It's delicious. It's great. It's a really good <laughs> alternative if you're like having a night off drink or you don't drink. Want an alternative? My friend Phil does that when he he calls it party water. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like if he's not drinking, he'll have some party water. But it is good. I mean, especially when you get ones with the real like minerality to them. I think they're really nice. Oh mm. my god, I love it. Well, superb. So this is the first half of Jager's Pub uh, complete. Castle Rock Harvest Pale. Uh, Wildcard Best Bitter, Ross on Wye Sparkling Perry and San Pellegrino Fizzy Water. But we must, we must expand our brains at the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz with Robin Allender. 
Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey have been deducted five points. Welcome to the Moon Underwater pub quiz. This week it's a pub quiz all about airports. You ever been to an airport, John? Uh, one or two. I don't like flying though, so I, I do it sort of reluctantly. Sure. Well, you might like my pub quiz, which is about airports. How are you feeling about pub quizzes, Jager? Do you like them? Uh, I do like pub quizzes. I do like pub quizzes. Go on. Cool. Okay, so we're going to do three questions. And then uh, we're gonna, I'm going to get your answers in part two to see how well you did. So three questions about airports. Question one. Uh, how was JFK International Airport in Queens, New York, popularly known prior to it being renamed in honour of the assassinated president? So how was JFK popularly known prior to it being renamed? Question two. In which city would you find El Pratt Airport? In which city would you find El Pratt Airport? And question three. Prestwick Airport near Glasgow has a unique place in popular musical history. What is this humble airport's incredible claim to fame? Does, do you want a clue for that one? No clues. Okay, no clues? No clues till Brooklyn. Jager, do you want any clues? I'm going to need clues with all of them, guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need the first two are impossible. First two? For, okay, well, question one, clue. It's one for Goodfellas fans or for fans of Scottish indie bands. So there's a little clue for that one. Question two, in which city would you find El Prat Airport? What, what clue could I give? It's in mainland Europe. How about that? <laughs> no, is it down? <laughs> I've actually had that question in a pub quiz. Have you? Yeah. So there you go so those are the <laughs> those are the questions in the moon underwater pub quiz well thank you very much robin and we will be back uh, to complete jager wise's dream pub in part two so we'll see you then deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 